Dean Bulldog Ritchie, none other than the co-host of the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Daily Telegraph is joining us as he does each Wednesday in the studio. Morning, Bulldog. Morning, Mido. Clarky. Morning, buddy. Lorenzo. How are you, buddy? I'm good. That's all right. What's news? No, we're just talking about Manly Off Air and their survey, this anonymous survey. And I had an idea. Right. <laughs> what on, what's a, the difference between a survey and a quiz? Well, survey, you don't win a prize. It's a fair point. Well, quiz Desi, is some De- sort of... Desi might. He's he might his keeping prize. his job. So I had an idea, Clarky. <laughs> what about an anonymous survey in the Big Sports Breakfast? No, I don't like Where it, you really. hand over your true thoughts without being exposed publicly. Us being surveyed or... No, we ask each other. We put it in a little box at the end of the day and you get your thoughts on... All the individuals on the show. I'm all for any you survey as long as you, you've got to put your name at the top. No, no, it's anonymous. Yeah, I don't like this. Is a source said. I don't like this rubbish. If you're gonna, if you're gonna write, I don't like bulldog. You're gonna cross that box. Yeah. At least have the courage to go. It's from Michael Clark. You can't not put your name. No, I would. I'd put my name. Yeah, I'd put my name as well. You know what I'd do? Your name I'd put is compulsory. Else's name. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon Why has Mido done four surveys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pricks. <laughs> I reckon, Laurie, you get carved up. Of course uh, I would. Yeah, an anonymous one. Of course I would. Put your name there. I I do it in capitals, <laughs> just to make sure they uh, understood. Is Desi keeping his job? <laughs> yes, I think he is, Clarky. Is DCE staying captain? Yes, I think he is, Clarky. Does his teammates support him as captain? Yes, that's okay. a broad question in that I can't speak yeah. for every player. Oh, it doesn't need to be best friends with everyone. But the majority of players, I think, will support him. Do they yeah. limit his power? Des? Do they get him to change his staff? Uh, they want to rein Des back a little bit in terms of his power at Brookvale and ask that Des consider mixing up his coaching staff Um Reports this morning suggest that Des may not have to do that now. Uh, there's a big meeting on Thursday where it'll all be discussed. Scott Penn is in town from New York. He would be there, Tony Mestroff, Des Hasler. Uh, so we'll know more after tomorrow. Des has a contract for 2023. Um, I, there's, as far as I know, there's no way in the world Des will walk away. He's passionate. He loves the club. Whether he gets the deal for 2024 uh, is the key question. A lot of things are being said and done, Laurie, at Manly at the moment. Generally, those conversations would be kept private or not media-worthy if you're winning. It's when you're losing, these things become public. Yeah, but I think any sort of written survey, like I know that clubs have one-on-one interviews, don't they, at the end of a season, to put out a written survey, that's always going to get leaked. That is unusual, isn't it, to give players... Who came up with that idea? I don't know. Look, there's always a, a review, you know, mm. but the survey seemed a little bit left field. And I I just think it's a bit unfair. And this is just my opinion. I think it's unfair to ask young kids who are 19, 20, 21 to write and fill out a survey Absolutely. about the future of a coach who's been in the game longer than they've been alive. What are they going to say? Couldn't agree. And that puts them in an extremely awkward position. How's a 20-year-old kid, Clarky, nah, going to bag Des Hasler? Nah, he doesn't want to do that. It's not his job. He feels uncomfortable doing it. And as far as I'm concerned, he should not yeah. be put in that position. Yeah, well, you know the other thing, though, Bulldog, that I've always respected from a young player is 
that one-on-one conversation as well with the leader or the leaders where I know at the start of your career, it's very hard to be completely honest, but that's also part of your growth and learning to, to find the comfort in, um, you know, being a bit more open or being a bit more vulnerable with the senior players or the coach or the captain. And if you are uncomfortable with something, that's why leadership in the team is very important. Not just the person that has the C beside their name, because you might, they might feel more comfortable the forwards going to, um, you know, somebody instead of Daly Cherry Evans or instead of Des Hasler. And that's why you need leadership in and around your group, not just one, one leader, one captain or one coach. It just seems to me, the whole survey thing is a bit, you know, behind closed doors. Don't don't put your name to it. I, 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 nev- I, I never like that. Just yeah, say, have a conversation. Correct. One after the other, and we'll sit down face to face. At the end of the day, look at the results. They're not good enough. So we've got to get better. So our goal in the room for all of us: How can we get better? If you know, if you feel, if you think anything that thinks we can get better, stick your hand up. Well, let's have a one-on-one conversation. Hundred percent. The let's goal is to get better, not to not to be you know getting worse. This wasn't an absolute disastrous year for Manly. It wasn't great, and they fell away badly. We all know that. But they didn't run last. They had about 13 players unavailable at the back end of the season. They had the prize what, jersey. The jersey, thing, the jersey thing was, the, was the cluster. Correct, That was the cluster. I am to say, no, it so wasn't that needs a disaster. To be, so simple. That obviously needs to be discussed. Players need to discuss with their leadership, and then the leadership of the group, coach, captain, senior player, need to be going to the board, the CEO, and they need to be dis- discussing it from the players' perspective. It's it, it uh, that that's the conversation that that tell me a business that that doesn't happen in. What's the number one issue at, at, at Manly? Because I've heard, you know, the the pride jersey, and I've heard all sorts of rumours. But and and Des's power struggle between administration and the coach. But what's the number one issue at Manly? Because right. if they don't find that out and they don't solve it, these things will continually happen. Right now, as far as I can see, Laurie, it's Des Hasler's future. A lot hmm. involves that. There's a lot of surrounding circumstances. But is there that people that. on Des's staff that aren't supporting him? Are there people in other departments that aren't supporting him? Is it head office that's not supporting him? Do they want to take control back from Des to allow them to run a football program? Rather than the coach, what is it? Summit Manly, Laurie, thought that Des didn't support certain people during the Pride jersey. I thought he did a good job personally. He fronted the media. I thought he spoke well. And he tried desperately to keep his side together, which is one of Des's great skills. Some down there think, though, that he didn't support certain people at certain times. It's just got messy, Laurie. And it's what happens when you lose. Mm. Every club goes through this. Whenever you fall away at the back end of the yeah. year, yeah, but there's the always there's always one thing that sets it off. Well, and, and there's 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 one major reason, and then there's something that sets it off. Well, the pride and then stuff, set it off. Yeah, that that set it off, but that's not the main reason. There's something bubbling underneath the surface that is the number one issue that Manly are facing at the moment, and it seems like no one wants to confront it, whatever well, there, that may be. There, there are some players that don't get on great with other players. There are some people behind the scenes talking about players. There's a lot going on. Oh, mate. Tell but me this, a sporting team that that doesn't but happen But, Clarky, that's though. what I was going to say. This happens at every club. Grow up. It's like... just become a big story. And once stories in the media get momentum, and I've been part of this manly story, so <sighs> you know, I, I put my hand up myself. <sighs> but these things grow momentum, and they can't be stopped sometimes. It just keps going yeah, it and does, going and going. There's one way to stop it. Win. 
Correct. Unfortunately, that's that's the reality. I still think if Manly decide to re-sign Des for 2024, I reckon they can cut it all off in one hit. Yeah. Your coach is in place for two years. Yep. Give Des the control that he's allowed to have. Yep. Let him do what he has to yeah. do. Well, ever they've got the uncertainty of not knowing who your coach is going to be, <laughs> and you doing these surveys and there's a splinter within the playing group, this will keep festering along and it'll keep bubbling away. Well, I tell you, it's going to go. It's going to go the other way. If they do sack Des and get another coach, and the new coach comes in and says, "Radio, well, we're going to go a different direction with leadership as well. Get rid of DCE. DCE is not not playing. So now you have got your your most senior player in the group who's steaming, who's who thinks he should be captain and he's not. Don't tell me that's not going to cause more chaos. Uh, possibly, possibly, and it will. Mate. But. I'm a bit like Bulldog. I think it, you either got to go one or two ways. You either got to support Des, extend, or make the decision now. You can't give him six to eight weeks, Laurie, next year. No way that in the world. That is utterly disrespectful to give a coach, an elite coach of 20 years, to say, you've got eight weeks. If you win four, we'll re-sign you. If you don't, you're out. That is disrespectful. Mm. Have the kahunas to make a decision now. Either sign him or get rid of him. Support him. Support him or get rid of him. I'm a big believer in that as well, Bulldog. Because if they if they give him the say the, the support of the board, but it's not full support, it, you just know that the same issues are going to bubble to the surface next year. You just know it because they haven't solved any issue. What they've done is just buy themselves time. And when you're trying to buy yourself time, eventually that time runs out. But you bec- it becomes a bigger drama further down the track than rather than making that big decision now. So I can imagine they... the Roosters saying to Trent Robinson, we'll give you eight weeks next year. No, if you're thinking like that, you need to stop it right there and Correct. then. Correct. Okay. Yesterday, Taylor May, uh, the suspension of two weeks plus a fine of which half was suspended and an order to undergo some counselling and ed- education. The suspension part, though, is the part that's created, uh, well, evoked a lot of reaction from our listeners, from a lot of people. Loz just can't believe it. Many others certainly in agreement with him that he will serve the suspension at the start of next season, correct? So he is available and named to play for Penrith against Parramatta on Friday night. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about this a few moments ago. I'm actually stunned. I can't believe the NRL would drop the ball in this situation when they have done an outstanding job, in my eyes, Laurie, at trying to confront, overcome and eradicate off-field misbehaviour. And they have. They have done an outstanding job. So why on the eve of the finals would you allow a bloke who did the wrong thing, was involved in a pub scuffle, ended up in court and say, you're suspended but you can play in the finals? What message is that sending? What message is that sending? I just and ca- what about the Pandora's box laws? Oh, there's plenty of them. What happens if a bloke gets suspended next week? Where does this end? Where does it end? I, I can't believe it. It just doesn't pass the pub test. No, exactly right. And what penalty do the, the club... We had a text message here earlier. So what happens if Taylor May was going to another club next year? So he's allowed to play for Penrith this season and go away in a World Cup... Yet he serves his suspension next year with a club that's just signed him. Or if he was retiring this year, he doesn't serve a suspension at all. He gets to finish his career. So there's scenarios there that they possibly haven't thought about. 
But, but I have I'm, to think about it, Laurie. But, but I'm, I'm, I would have been happy if the NRL had said, we're just going to fine him, fine him financially, and that, that's the penalty. I, I, I could accept that, and I think we, we move on. I could accept them saying that semifinals are treated differently than club football, and it, you know, if, if you get two weeks for a, for, for a, a, a club uh, suspension, we weigh semifinals differently to what we do clubs. We, we're going to give him a two-week penalty, therefore we think that we'll give him a one-week penalty uh, for a semifinal. Uh, because that, that equates to a two-match uh, suspension, regular season suspension. I, I'd be okay with that. I, I just don't see how he can play all the semifinals, and they might poss- they could possibly play four games. He can go away on a World Cup and play for Samoa. Another six. No, there's possibly six. Huh? So there's possibly <laughs> ten games. You can play before you have to serve your suspension. I don't understand that. The NRL said there were circumstances. Excuse me. If there were, and if there are, well, then let us know. Get them out there. Tell us why you've made this decision. I think it's important Mm. for the public to know why the NRL has done this. I I really do, Laurie. I just don't think it can be a a quick, simple press release next year and let's just pretend it never happened and we move on to the semifinals and hope that it all goes away. I think they've got to be transparent and come out and explain exactly why this decision was made. Cameron Munster, Bulldog. So uh, how's this all going to play out? So the Storm essentially indicating that, uh, you know, they've put in their best offer. Uh, the Dolphins set to offer him a stack. Where will Cameron Munster be in season 2024? And other clubs might put up their hand as well. Yeah, I had a long chat with Cameron yesterday, about actually 15 minutes on the phone. It was really, it was a really good interview and... <clears throat> Excuse me again. He um, <clears throat> he uh, he's very good to interview Cameron. He, he's a bit different. He's not your stereotype football player. He's got a bit of humour about him, and I always enjoy interviewing him because it's just a bit left field. He did indicate that uh, he's put negotiations on hold for now. He said it got a bit heated in the last couple of weeks, and it was starting to affect his footy. With finals looming, he said, "Right, that's it. They can go away for four weeks." He did tell me though that Benji Marshall had personally text messaged him to say, are you interested? Would you be interested? And you know, would you come to the Tigers? Cam said, uh, look, you know, I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I will for the right price. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I actually asked that, Clark. You know, I said it in a very uh, awkward question, which I tried to make sensitive. Yeah. Are you driven by money? He said, I'm not. He's not driven by money. He wants to make his family happy. He's already got one bub called Jackson. He wants to have more children. Then he's going to Queensland. Sounds like he's going to Queensland. Then he's going to Queensland. That's a no-brainer. His wife's or partner's from Queensland. She's from Queensland. (laughs) No-brainer then. If if it's not about money, then Dolphin should offer him 500 grand. Yeah. Because it sounds like he's going to Queensland. I think he is. I I don't (laughs) know. Definitely about money. Look, he's got to wait to see what Craig Bellamy does. That'll be another key element in his decision. But, mate, you, you know now whether you wanted to stay at the club or not. And they've put in their final offer, and they've said that on record. You heard his words, though, as well. Say that about his partner. She's from Queensland. Yeah. I want to do what's best for my family. He's yeah. already made his decision. He's just showing Melbourne the respect by waiting until this season's over. And he's showing Benji Marshall, a guy he played against and probably respects, mm. the same respect that I'm not going to say no to anything right now. Tigers can put an offer to me. Mm. He's already made his decision, mate. Because he knows, he knows roughly the number he's going to get at the Dolphins is going to be, well, it's probably going to be more than anywhere else anyway. Worst case, it's going to be equal. 
They reckon about 1.3. Mate, which no would brainer. make him just about the highest paid yeah, in the game. I reckon he'd go for I reckon if everybody else offered him a million and he got a million from the Dolphins, I reckon, from what he's saying, he'd go to the Dolphins anyway. So add an extra 300 grand a year, no brainer. It's not a big part of the decision-making process, Clarky, but the Bromwich brothers, Felice Kofusi, are going to be up there as well. If I he did go, a, it would make it a bit more homely for him to know that he's surrounded by... Yeah. Blokes that you know, I think he, he wants to with. Get, he wants to go home. Mm. That's the and he wants to again do the right thing by his partner, who's obviously supported him through everything he's been through on and off the field. And they've got a kid now. Where does it leave he's Melbourne? He's setting himself for after footy as well, Loz, isn't he? Oh, yes. I think you they've know. made the right decision, Melbourne, yeah. from the way that Jesse Bromwich has been playing playing lately, and actually Kenny Bromwich is playing some, his best football. But Felice Kafusi, they haven't got a lot out of him. I don't think this year Jesse Bromwich is possibly playing. Um, or having the, in particular, the last month or so, he's been off the boil. I don't know why, but if if that's the standard he's going to be at over the next couple of years, Melbourne have made the correct decision because they're they're not playing anywhere near as well as what they were last year or the year before. They've gone off the ball. Jesse Bromwich is just making errors and missing tackles, and he was one of the the best front rowers in the game. But he, he he's right down the queue now, if you're ranking your front rowers. Where does it position Melbourne, Laurie, if they lose the Bromwich brothers, which they have? Kofusi's gone, Brandon Smith's gone, and now mm. potentially Cam Munster. Oh, the biggest loss will be Craig Bellamy. That's their biggest loss, and he's we, indicated that next year will be his last. last. We did think Melbourne were gone, though, when they lost the big three, yeah, but and they, they bounced back yeah, again. I, 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 look, they've still got Christian Walsh to come back, so you've got Christian Walsh and Big Nelson there. Next year, you've got Tarek Sims going down there. Grant. You've got young um, Katoa from the Warriors, who I think they'll turn into a really good player. Look, I'm not concerned about them next year. Um, I'm more concerned about Melbourne when Craig leaves. I think that'll be the big issue. Mm. Uh, Now, Sam Burgess, you have been following his journey at the Arara Valley Axeman, and they lost the grand final. Yeah, I ducked up there, mate. It was a fantastic day. I I love bush footy. I'm like you, Loz. I love, Mm. not from the country, but I love getting out of the bush. And uh, It was a place called Caramba, about 15 minutes northwest of Coffs. And the atmosphere up there, Clarky, it was brilliant. It was about 3,500 there, but it was old school footy. They were right into it, uh, and... Sam's team, unfortunately, they won their major semi by 60 to nil, but they got beaten by the South uh, Grafton Rebels in the grand final. But it was a great day for Sam. Though, gee, he was good. He signed autographs. He took selfies. Anything that anyone asked him, yeah, awesome. he did. Good and it was a great learning, uh, well, part of Sam's learning process in terms of being a coach. I saw Wayne Bennett turned Wayne up. Wayne turned too, up, which and, was great. And Sam didn't know he was going. Sam didn't know. Yeah, no, Sam awesome. didn't know. So. Uh, don't forget, Sam said no to Wayne and a few yeah. weeks ago. So Wayne mm. could have said, well, it's Stuff not going to bother, but he didn't. Mm. So, But Sam now comes back to South. They're working out, well, Jason Demetrio is working out exactly what role he will play. It will be in the assistant coach area. But uh, up there in Croft, Coffs, he's been visible, Sam. He's got out in the community and he's really given Group 2 a uh, kick-along, which it needed. And just quickly before you go, you've spoken to Ray Warren, the great Rabs, this week Yeah, as well. I spoke to Rabs yesterday just to have a chat. First final series in 45 years, Rabs hasn't been calling. And uh, he's going well, Rabs. Yeah, he's trying to get into retirement. And uh, he's trying to play a bit of golf. He wants to get out in the garden. And uh, he's struggling a bit at times. He sees replays on the news. 
uh, on the uh, Fox Sports rather about games that he called, and he said as much as it makes him feel proud of his achievements, it also makes him a bit sad that that part of his life mm. is over. He's seventy nine, but he's a great man, Rabs, and I'm sure he'll slip into retirement very, very easily. You're a great man too, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me.